what is up coming to you live from the cat house once again it's time for dre's geek philosophy podcast the monday edition the 2020 edition the happy new year edition happy new year happy new beer um i'm here again and i am like once again joined by my lovely wife Rosa Limon Cervantes. <laughs> hey, and Judy Lynn is first right up right. Hi, Judy. Thanks for joining us here live on Facebook. We are back. Just like I say, we'd be back. And th- this is this endeavor is kind of the start of year four of Drazy Fly. Officially, the, the official anniversary is like two weeks. Uh, right around the birthday of, of executive producer Sam's son, Jojo. Because... Ah. Well, we, we we technically did go in and record a podcast. Literally, I think it was either the the first or second day of uh, uh, twenty seventeen. But uh, Sam just had us goofing around, and he recorded it, but he he did not want to post it. Oh, okay. If I had known how to post it, I would have posted it. <laughs> I think I have the audio somewhere. It's just, it's great because my Facebook memories keep showing me all the clips that I made right. and posted on Facebook because I made a lot. I, I recorded the video. And, and, I, and I made clips of, of silly things that I did, like explaining the, the Dre time continuum mm. and um, the, the first dick joke ever of the podcast and uh, the, the explanation of why we started this podcast. Okay, so why? Three, okay, so three, it's 2020. It's 2020 for now. for those who don't know. If you don't know, um, this uh, podcast started out as an endeavor of, um, how do I put it? I was, I don't want to say I was at rock bottom professionally but i was at a pretty low point professionally at that point and i decided to take inspiration from a couple of my favorite podcasters who also started their podcasts at very low points in their careers mm-hmm. uh, mark Marin, uh, who created wtf he, he created that podcast mm-hmm. at probably the lowest point of his career he had just been fired by air america mm-hmm. uh, he was doing an, a radio show ironically we broadcasted the first year and a half of these podcast out of the exact same <laughs> studio where he started wow way back when mm-hmm. uh over at the iheart radio studios yeah. <gasps> did i just let out a secret oh yes that's a, a big secret that, that that first year we were at iheart radio just probably illegally it's I okay mean, it's like the cia now it's your declassified we, we, it has been declassified we have we can declassify that information You're we fine. were at, we were at iheart radio sorry sam sam's not gonna watch us uh <laughs> yeah uh, we were ironically recording at the exact same studio that um, that Mark Marin had started, and then the other podcaster I had taken inspiration from was a Colt Cabana, professional wrestler Colt Cabana, because mm-hmm. he had started his podcast right after he had been fired by WWE. Like you, know, a lot of professional wrestlers, you know, they aspire to go to WWE, yeah. but unfortunately, like, he got there, but he wasn't successful. They gave him a very terrible gimmick as an incredibly Jewish wrestler because they, they, they kind of steered into the, the how Jewish he is. And not into the comedy, <laughs> but uh, yeah. After he was fired, they they let him go because they the creative has nothing for you. That's that's the mm-hmm. the funny catchphrase. Right. And he started a podcast which was uh, incredibly successful. But uh, ironically, he literally just ended it last month. Was the end of the Art of Wrestling podcast. But he, uh, Colt didn't really um, end it. Right. He kind of just is starting a new platform. Like um, a like if you go on his Patreon, kind of. Platform. He created a Patreon. Like he might do, so. he's putting in content there. Like mm-hmm. for example, every every year he goes to the Edinburgh mm-hmm. Fringe Festival. Mm-hmm. And if you're a Patreon supporter, he puts up the entire shows. I guess he, he videotapes or records the shows, mm-hmm. and then you can see the 
the craziness that goes on at his Edinburgh Fringe show. Like I see, he puts all those up. Right. Uh, him and uh, he had he had a, a funny Canadian uh, comedian as his co-host who was also a big wrestling enthusiast. Uh, the show they would do at the Fringe was like they'd sit and watch bad wrestling and do commentary over it. For, for an audience there, I guess, but people who paid what they want. <laughs> I guess if you want to watch the show, you pay what you want. You pay a dollar, or <laughs> I wonder why he decided to go that way instead. Uh, to, well, because he it was the constant pressure of having to put it out every single week because you know he had sponsors because like he you know he was making a good amount of money from the sponsors, but he kind of wanted to remove that pressure of doing it every single week. I guess before it was easier because his his previous format that he had done for about seven years, like he'd interview people who mostly her as friends like mm-hmm. people that he knew he'd interview them he kind of do a long form interview very at a show very, right at a show like he'd do it at a show like he pull he sit him down show. for 45 okay. minutes to an hour and they'd talk about the hit that that wrestler's life mm-hmm. and it was, it was kind of to show people who these wrestlers are in the industry and it's funny if you if you manage to get your hand like, get into the archives a lot of wrestlers who are famous now and are working at WWE they were all on his podcast seven eight years ago mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's crazy like uh, people like a seth rollins he was like the third guy on the show he was tyler black back when he was in ring of honor and other stuff uh, like kevin owens he was on there as kevin steam you know very early on like, like a lot of these early people um brian uh, daniel bryan he was brian danielson you know yeah, yeah. a lot of these people were on with him early because they you know, he, he made the rounds of independent wrestling for a long time and he made a lot of friends with people and he would sit down and talk to them about their lives and how the how they went about their journey, mm-hmm. about the about the literal art of becoming a wrestler, but more about their lives. The, uh, he does a, a very eloquent intro every time. The the lives, the hopes, the dreams of professional wrestlers. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. After a while, it, he had kind of interviewed every single one of his friends, right. and it was starting to get to the point where like he was going to have to start interviewing people that like he didn't really know. I'm like, well, mm-hmm, he, I mean, he got out a few hundred episodes very easily. He he even talked like uh, you know he didn't know Roddy Piper, but he got to interview him. He, mm-hmm. Him and Stone Cold Steve Austin, they traded interviews. We're like, oh, yeah, he so met cool. Stone Cold. Like, he was on Stone Cold's podcast, and Stone Cold joined him on his podcast. That was like a very big deal. Unfortunately, yeah. it was funny because Colt, for a time, he actually had access to people who worked in WWE. But after um, he had a falling out, like, him and his best friend had a very public and oh. giant falling out. Yeah, that's right. As a result of a podcast they did together, which caused them both to be sued. And then now he. he, he, he he can. He won't even say his former best friend's name. No, no, yeah. Like there's no reference at all. Like it's funny. I remember. What's my, his name? Uh, CM Punk. See, you can say it. I can say it. I won't get sued. No, it's funny because the the funny the, my favorite episode of the podcast, like the hundredth episode of the podcast, mm-hmm. they traded seats. CM Punk sat in the host chair, right? And he interviewed Colt because like we want to hear your story. Like so, CM Punk literally. From front to back, he did every he did all the parts mm-hmm. that Colt would do. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. He's like like welcome, the, the, hi from the studio apartment mm-hmm. in Chicago, Illinois. That's such a cute intro. <laughs> yeah, it was so yeah, and like and then, like Punk did the entire thing. He even did the you know the plugs and upcoming events and all that and like because they at the, they were best friends. But yep. unfortunately, um, after CM Punk had his very public quitting of WWE and then he got fired later on and they waited a, a amount of time. It was a uh, uh, it was like Thanksgiving of like 2014. They released this pot like a two part podcast. One part was CM Punk airing out all his dirty laundry, oh. uh, all of, all of his issues that he had with WWE, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. all the reasons why he quit. Because people wondered for months, like why did you leave? They just know that one day, like he was at the Royal Rumble, mm-hmm. 
and then he just stopped showing up. And like he was just like, that was it. And like he's like, nope. And like he had a bad infection in his back. Mm-hmm. They kept sending him out there. They pumped him full of antibiotics, and he shat his pants. In the ring, he's like, yep. If you go back to this episode of SmackDown, I shit my britches right there. Oh my god! <laughs> it was it was insane. Like they did that whole part, and then 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 they were gonna, then they came back the next week. They told her hey, they're sending up a special email address where. Send all the questions that you want to ask CM Punk, and we're going to do it the next week. And then they set up just a specific email address for that. And then the following week, they came back and they did, they you know they narrowed down all the questions to like the twenty or thirty or so they wanted to answer. They right. did that. Yeah. And at that point, that first podcast mm-hmm. that they did, that put Colt's podcast literally number two among all. The only thing that wow. beat him at the time was that was when Serial was at its fucking at its peak. Serial. Remember Serial, the one that was about the. Uh, about like some uh, serial killer or something. It was a, it was a crazy podcast. That was oh, like number yeah. one. That's right. That podcast that was like the number one podcast back in 2014. Okay. And then there was a point where Colt was right there, number two, because of the amount of down the people number of people that downloaded that episode of Art of Wrestling with CM Punk. Boom! You see, all of a sudden the top, like you know, a top recommended podcast. It was like Serial and then Art of Wrestling <laughs> for about a week. That's so crazy! It, it crashed Colt's. Uh, I don't know if he was using SoundCloud or whatever hosting uh, software he was using. It crashed because of the amount of traffic wow. that went through. I don't know if it was SoundCloud or whatever he was using before he had to change to a different mm-hmm. uh, service provider because of the amount of podcast, amount of downloads that happened. Yeah. Wow. But unfortunately, because um, Punk said a lot of disparaging things about the the doctor mm. of WWE. So at the behest of WWE, the doctor sued CM Punk and sued Colt Cabana, and they they, they engaged in this long three year trial. Of de- a defamation lawsuit because the, of that podcast, because of that podcast, because of all the shit that, all, all the dirty laundry that CM Punk aired out, and he was saying, "Oh, this doctor, you know, he's like, no, he just kept mi- misdiagnosing his, his, he had a MRSA infection in his back, and they, oh, it's just we'll just we'll just lance it, and you know, we'll here take some freaking here have a Z pack. What the fuck? Instead of you know, MRSA like, is horrible. Yeah, like, it's really bad. It, it took lance it and take some antibiotics. Yeah, it, it, it's insane. It's really crazy. That's horrible. My and, mom uh, had MRSA. Oh, really? Yeah. I yeah. had to stay away from her. Yeah, that was, it was crazy. Time. Yeah, and then like he, he had this giant lump in his back. It was just beneath his freaking tights. Mm-hmm. So you couldn't see it on any videos. It was just below his tights. They just freaking tape over it. Mm-hmm. And he just go out. And he still wrestled. And, like, and he kept wanting to take time off. And Vince was like, no, no. No, no. I, I need you to wrestle in Europe for two weeks. Uh, you got to be there. I'll owe you one, pal. He kept, he kept doing, uh, I'll owe you one. And he owed him a couple. And it was just uh, a, a company of reasons why he was just like, you know, he was just done with professional wrestling. Yeah. Up until recently, he was completely away from professional wrestling. He went to UFC, mm-hmm. lost two very public fights. Mm-hmm. And then uh, now he he he, tech, he works for Fox, but doesn't work for, like, he, he works on a WWE-themed show for Fox, where they analyze. It, they're, they're doing this kind of like a, a, a it's called WWE Backstage. Oh. Where it's kind of like I don't know if it's supposed to be kind of a sports center esque show, mm-hmm. where they kind of like they bring out a bunch of like former wrestlers to talk about WWE, right? And he's one of the commentators. Like they'll bring him in every like three weeks. Like, oh. that's and, a cool like, job. Yeah, and so cool. and it, it was crazy. Like the like during the, this one episode, they, they they kind of did a surprise. Like they didn't tell anybody. Just at the very end of the episode, the host Renee Young, she's like, "All right, I have a big surprise for you guys." And all of a sudden, you hear a Living Colors cult of personality hit. Yeah, and everyone like. Booker T and uh, Samoa Joe and Paige are like, what? Is that his? No, because like, yeah. like, he was always synonymous with it. Like, so back in the indies, he was synonymous with that song. And then mm-hmm. when they, they gave him a big push in wrestling, that means they they, they they decided to support him and, you know, 
make him prominent, they went and licensed that song out, and they and he could and he was able to use it in WWE. So right. he became very synonymous with that song, Cult of Personality. Yeah, it's the reason I sang it at karaoke for. I still I, sing it at karaoke. I, to I this think point. that's the only song that I can associate with him. Yeah, well, because that's yeah, like, yeah. I put on that 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 Blu-ray. It's like oh, mm-hmm. they they paid Living Color uh, whatever amount money they needed to use it whenever they have him. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just crazy that like oh you know, now he's they played the song and he came out. And he's like, and then like he does a funny little homage to Roddy Roddy Piper. Oh, <laughs> you change the question. You ask the questions. I change the answers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, or something like that. Uh, the, oh, the, yeah, Scott I Robinson. mean, okay. like it's so crazy how New Japan. Uh, this when we want what we watch. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna transition into that. Yeah, I was like, well, yeah, I don't really watch WWE anymore. <laughs> oh yeah, I don't really watch WWE anymore. I watch New Japan Pro Wrestling, and mm-hmm. this past weekend they had their gigantic. Big show, Wrestle Kingdom 14. Yeah, yep. it's like the it's the uh, the Japanese equivalent of WrestleMania. It's, mm-hmm. it's the biggest weekend. Uh, they always five have five hours of uh, wrestling, and they did that twice. Five hours. They did that twice, honey. They did it on the fourth, and the, this time they did it. They did two nights this time because it was so big they couldn't contain it to one night. They did it January fourth and January fifth. Every January fourth, it doesn't matter what day of the week it is. They have this show. It's kind of like a thing in in Japan where like mm-hmm. if they pick a date, they don't care about the what where it lands in the right. calendar? Oh, we're, we're, we're always like we're, WrestleMania always has to be on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. In Japan, they're like, oh, Tokyo Dome show. It's always mm-hmm. gonna be January fourth. And this year, they did January fourth and January fifth. They had a mm-hmm. epic thing. But unfortunately for us, I can never watch it live mm-hmm. because it starts like at freaking eleven p.m. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And like, and then, or, and then like the, the the second show apparently started at nine p.m. here because I was trying to stream some of the the first night on the the night after, and I, I just end up the. Well, on Sunday morning, I just watched the one match I wanted to watch. I wanted to watch the main event of night two. We watched Kazuchika Okada versus Tetsuya Okada. Naito. Naito. Yeah, always with the, with the big open eye. What, what, we have two days. I have to go back and watch. One of my coworkers, uh, Chris, he was asking me if I'd seen some of the other matches. I'm like, nope. Only saw the match I really was like, yeah, super duper invested in was yeah. Okada versus Naito, and it was that was, was like a 45 minute match too. Yeah, it was about yeah right. somewhere in the, the it was in the, that 40 minute mark because mm-hmm. they had worked. They'd each worked long matches the, the night before, so right, yeah. Uh, that was that was a crazy thing. I actually saw clips of something else earlier today when I was when I was watching YouTube. I saw a clip of American wrestler John Moxley. He's over there wrestling for them, and it, it was really awesome. This, this other wrestler Minoru Suzuki. I don't know if you remember when we gone to the shows where like there's this one evil wrestler comes out, but everyone loves his fucking theme song. Mm. It's like this freaking like this this Japanese pop star sings his theme song. Mm-hmm, yeah, like all of a sudden like John Moxley just he'd won this match beating this other guy Juice Robinson. And all of a sudden, you hear that music hit. You know, you hear this freaking like oh, yeah. Japanese pop music hit, and then everyone's like, "What?" Mm-hmm. And then Suzuki comes out and this freaking evil grin. He's like this evil monster. Like, yeah, he's this monster of a man. You know, like I am the king of pro wrestling. I will kill you all. <laughs> and he just comes out and he takes off his pants, and then he takes off his jacket. He jumps in the ring and they start just fucking each other up. Mm-hmm. He he freaking pile drives Moxley and he grabs the microphone. It's like, don't you know who I am? I am Minoru. I am Suzuki Minoru, and I'm going to kill you. Uh, our, our friend uh, Josh Jackson, he actually met him in Japan. Apparently, IRL. I hate to dispel the myth. He's a very delightful individual. He actually of course, owns, of he owns a clothing restaurant, clothing store oh, really? in uh, somewhere in Tokyo, in Japan. Oh. He owns a clothing store. It's like very it's wrestler themed, and I guess he is in that store like because he owns it. He and so like uh, Josh and and his lady. 
they were walking around. They they went near the store, and then like, he was there, and they got a, they got a selfie with him. That's and awesome. He, and he was like he was very cordial with them, but like his when wrestling say, character when is you say, a like, monster. Themed? Do you mean like they sell masks and tights? No, they sell clothing that is like like the hot topic of. Uh, kind of hot like, topic, but like shirts, it's like it's like, like normal. It's like normal clothing, but it's actually like normal. Like, like it's it's supposed to be very fashionable. It's like mm. fashionable clothing. Word. Oh, okay. oh, mine says NGPW. Okay, okay. Yeah, it's like oh, the, yeah. The, I've gone to three uh, the the American New Japan shows. Like I, I aspire may, maybe someday in the future we'll go to Japan for a Wrestle Kingdom and we'll go to the Tokyo Dome and watch the Tokyo Dome show live there and you can feel that energy yeah the, the, the energy of the new japan crowd is awesome like when, when, both times you've gone it's been freaking so intense fun. that first show so we went to, it was crazy pants it's so fun it's, a, it's such a it's such a fun awesome show and everyone's just into it the, the energy yeah. you feel like like but especially that that first show i went to was insane because we're uh, myself jc josh and kiet we were sitting literally next to the ramp <laughs> Oh, right, As yeah. the wrestlers came out, and I got like some of the greatest photos I'll ever take in my life. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I saw you in a video. I think I saw you in a video. Oh, yeah, I, I showed right? you the video. Yeah. You saw us. I was like, I'm like, I, I, I too sweeted uh, Cody Rhodes. I was pretty mm-hmm. happy about that. Yeah. Got a fist bump from one of the from the young bucks. It was, yeah. it was pretty cool. But yeah, th- this uh, New Japan World <laughs> Wrestling every year. She said it is the wrestling <laughs> wrestling hot topic. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> uh, Minoru Suzuki, cra- crazy awesome dude. But yeah, we watched uh, we watched uh, that that match. I'm gonna have to go back and watch. Uh, they, they had a very touching retirement ceremony for the, the one wrestler Liger, the one who looks like an anime character. Yeah, he is based on an anime character. Didn't he retire? Wait, he retired. Like, he, okay, he, yeah. he had his last two matches. He had mm-hmm. a match on the fourth, a match on the fifth, and then last night they had a they they, they always call it the New Year's Dash. It's the mm-hmm. day after Wrestle Kingdom, much like in America, mm-hmm. where the day after WrestleMania is always a very eventful show. Mm-hmm. This is like the day after Wrestle Kingdom. They have a little. Show to kind of like move things along and set up the new the they set up the new wrestling year the new season everything gets they establish the new feuds mm-hmm. and they had a retirement ceremony for for Jushin Thunder Liger oh who, okay and then the the wrestling world has been just paying tribute to him because he's like one of the last quote unquote legends he's mm-hmm. he, he he's like was he wrestling the, for thirty years he has the coolest fucking outfit like yeah. the coolest costume and he has like the coolest here. music. I'm like, who's gonna who's gonna get to that level? Like, who steps up to the plate? I, I don't now? know. I think uh, I I do not know what uh, I, I know. Okada and Naito aspire. Uh, I say they try to like you know they, they oh, Naito he inspires the crowd. You you saw the crowd just going nuts for him during that match. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was pretty cool. Yeah. But yeah, if you're not into New Japan Pro Wrestling, I, I highly suggest checking out. They they they've gotten so much better about their YouTube content. Like you can actually like. You can go in and it'll translate all the Japanese. Uh, it'll, they'll translate all Japanese verbiage that's going on into English into the subtitles. Like they used right. to not do that, but right. now they, they they've gotten much more cognizant of the fact they they want to expand. Mm-hmm. Even though they lost their American TV clearance as of the the first of this year, that you can oh. only watch them on their app. You have to subscribe, much like WWE has their network. Then New Japan has New Japan World. Right. And I, I happily give them their nine hundred ninety nine yen, which is roughly about ten bucks. Or less than ten dollars. Sounds like so much. Nine hundred ninety nine yen. Nine hundred ninety nine yen. It's yeah. it's like less than ten bucks. Okay. It's like less than ten. It's less less. It's less than what I pay for WWE. <laughs> yeah. And it's it, it's it's an awesome show. It, it, the, the drama. You you're not you know about New Japan, but you were totally invested in that match as well. You were just like holy shit, like just mm-hmm. the, the the drama. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Scott Goldman asked a question that a lot of internet people are asking. Do do you, do I think they will cross over of AEW? 
Uh, I know Chris Jericho. He is actually trying to force that into happening. He, like, mm. There's a little bit of bad blood mm-hmm. between the creators of AEW and New Japan Pro Wrestling because mm-hmm. they kind of just like, hey, hey, we created this company uh, under everyone's nose. Like, like, or it was kind of perceived. Oh, they kind of did it under everyone's noses. Mm-hmm. They kind of like burned their bridges with Ring of Honor and mm-hmm. they burned their bridges with New Japan because hey, we're creating this other company and. Mm-hmm. Uh, on their on their last day with New Japan Pro Wrestling, it was like they, they all lost <laughs> all the all the members of who were leaving New Japan. It was like it was they kind of made fun of it on a on their little YouTube show, Being the Elite, mm-hmm. where like they they were kind of showing the backstage after each match, like oh you lost, oh my god, you lost too, what's going on with you you, you lost too? okay no Kenny Ken, Kenny's the last match of the night no he's gonna have to win he he'll win he'll be fine and then he loses the belt to yeah to to Tanahashi last year mm-hmm. it's like we all lost. What's going on? And then just recently, they, the uh, the Young Bucks they have the second show that they created. They have this being uh, being the elite. They have this other show called uh, what is it? It's Wrestlers in hotel rooms ordering room service. I guess I don't know if it's like a play on Jerry Seinfeld's comedians in cars getting coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like wrestlers in hotel rooms getting room service, mm-hmm. where they kind of sit. They, they you see them eating dinner because they're on the road mm-hmm. uh, for, for for AEW, and then right. they just had an episode a few couple weeks ago where they were talking about how I was like, yeah, I was like. We told them we're creating this uh, this company and we want to work with them, but it was kind of like, no, New Japan's like, nah, we don't want to work with you. Right. Like they work with Jericho individually. They work with John Moxley individually. Kenny has offered, hey, uh, it was funny. Like the day after that, that New Year's Dash, I'm like, oh, they set up everything. It's like they all bought, hey, can we work New Year's Dash last year? They're like, no, we don't want you here. Go home, mm. stay in the hotel. You mm. can you guys can leave. You guys can go. You're not booked. And, yeah. like, and there there's a little bit of a. Uh, I, I, I don't know if the, the, it was perceived disrespect, and the, it's a Japanese company, so they're, they're very big on respect and disrespect. Oh, yeah. Like, there's another company here in America that, that New Japan will refuse to work with because back when Okada was still training, they sent him here oh, they, because they send out their young wrestlers to go train right. in other companies. Oh, go learn something elsewhere. Like, like you've learned everything you can here in Japan. Oh, we'll send you to Mexico. We'll send you to America. We'll send you to the UK. Like, mm-hmm. right now, they've been sending a lot of their guys to the UK instead of America. Right. To, to, to go on these learning excursions. Go learn a different style of wrestling and integrate it into your wrestling and bring it back so you can be unique. Yeah. That's why, like, like I, I you might be, uh, you might find uh, Naito appealing because he has a very lucha, yeah, Libra style in, mm-hmm. in his wrestling. Because he, mm-hmm. when he went on his excursion as a young boy, mm-hmm. they sent him to CMLL in Mexico. The, yeah. The, the, the oldest wrestling company in the history of wrestling. Where did they send, um... Okada? No. Who? No, what did they send? Uh, um, Taya Valkyrie. Taya Valkyrie? Mm-hmm. No, she, well, she wasn't in New Japan, but like she, she was in Mexico primarily. Yeah. Yeah, like when Do she. Do you know where she trained? She trained with a uh, Lance Storm. She trained in Canada because she's mm. a Can- she's a young Canadian Canadian lass. Oh, 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 I didn't even know that. Yeah. I thought she was American. No, she she's was... Canadian. Oh, I guess I guess technically now she's married to American. Now she married uh, John yeah. Morrison. <laughs> yeah. She married John Morrison, mm-hmm. so now I guess she's you know American by right, right, by, by marriage. marriage yeah. But she's a young Canadian lass, and and um, she couldn't make it here in America, mm-hmm. so she actually went down to Mexico and she she trained uh, she trained, and then she actually became a big star in Mexico mm-hmm. in Triple uh, A, and that, that's the company that she worked for primarily. Yeah, and then and she's kind of gone back and forth working right. there, working on and off with them. It was very controversial. Mm-hmm. Some like they, they've had issues because. Um, the management there, it's usually a wrestler is the manager in charge of everything there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And many times when a wrestler is put in charge, that means he's going to make himself the most important person. Or whoever he likes is going to be the most important person. Not necessarily who's best for business. Right, yeah. So to speak. Yeah. 
But, oh, sorry. Yeah, so that's where yeah, Ty, Taya. She wrestled in America. She wrestled in Mexico primarily. She right. still does. Like she's actually gone back after whatever bad blood they had. Right. She's gone back and wrestled for them. But now she she wrestles locally for our bar wrestling. Mm-hmm. She wrestles for Lucha Vaboom. Mm-hmm. And then I believe she also wrestles for Impact Wrestling. That's the company yeah. that pissed off Japan. <laughs> because they they took Okada mm-hmm. and they made him into a uh, it was a Green Hornet ripoff where Oh no. He was Kato to oh. uh, uh Samoa Joe was a <laughs> Samoa Joe was the Green Hornet to his Kato. They right. called him Okato. And that, that mishandling was enough for Japan to be New Japan be like, no, we're never working with you again. You yeah, took no. our, you took the guy who like we were gonna make him into a big star. Like, regardless of what happened in America, they did bring him back and make him into a, a right. giant star. They, yeah. He obviously he's now the Rainmaker. But it was like ever since that they like even though like the management of that company has completely changed, the ownership has changed hands twice. Mm-hmm. But Japan's like, nah, we're never gonna work with you again. Fuck y'all. Yeah, hooray for nepotism. <laughs> hooray for nepotism. That that's unfortunately that's how it works a lot in wrestling. Yeah, it's more about who you know, who you know, who you're related to, and who likes you rather yeah. than oh, are you a, who's good for the who's good match. who's be, who's good for business yeah. who 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 does everybody really like? Everybody likes Daniel Bryan, but we're gonna push this Roman Reigns guy. I'm Vince McMahon. I have a huge erection for a giant Samoan man with long hair. Because The Rock left me, but I got another Samoan here. Look, he looks like The Rock. He's a, he's The Rock's cousin. Why don't you all like him? You guys liked him for five minutes a few years ago. Why don't you all like him now? You just made me think of of Jason Momoa. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Samoa. I don't know, but uh, anyway, Big it's Samoa just man. like a just like a side note from the. Oscars, mm-hmm. Jason Momoa. Oh, oh, oh the Golden top. Globes. I, oh, I yeah, saw yeah, that on Twitter today yeah. where Jason Momoa apparently only <laughs> said, fuck dress codes. Fuck Maybe he suit. walked in with a blazer, but like yeah, he probably yeah. took off the blazer. He's just sitting there in a him, tank yeah. top. But if I was Jason Momoa, I would just go everyone in a tank top too. I mean, yeah. fuck, yeah. He like a see-through suit or something. Yeah, so the Golden Globes were last night, and yeah. I, I, we didn't watch them because we were watching other movies. We were watching other movies. I was watching Sleep. Yeah, you were you were sleeping. <laughs> no, because we no we watched oh, we watched Argo last night. I, I put on yeah. Argo for you. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, you you had never that seen Argo. Before. Yeah. And uh, I want I wanted to show you a good movie. We weren't gonna sit and watch a bunch of uh, awards, snooty awardness mm-hmm. or whatever. We uh, I I put on Argo for you, and you got to. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard me say it, but I I I I passively have said, "Ah, oh, Argo, fuck yourself." To, yeah, yeah. To some I stuff, have. and now now you can. Yeah. Now, now you it. know the genesis of Argo, fuck yourself. It was from that film Argo, which I also thought was kind of a um, appropriate considering the the IRL implications of Iran. No, seriously, <laughs> like I was like, why are we we're watching this in a very timely manner? Yeah, it was quite timely. Yeah, see, Daniel Wong grizz me. I would only wear tank tops or grizz me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, show <laughs> yeah. them guns. Show them pecs. Maybe if his tank top had like a tie printed on it or like buttons or a bow. I almost spit on my water. <laughs> the jipod or sound like a, even Christian Bale is Batman when you do your Vincent Van impression. No, I don't. Yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> that pretty much just sounds like Batman. Yeah. I don't worry, hockey pants. <laughs> You're fired. I think I have, to, I have to get a little higher for. I have to get back to being higher for my Vince Man impression. Yeah, yeah. The Golden Globes are out, but fuck that. I, we watched. We saw the highlights this morning. when We were watching the morning news. Where apparently, uh, uh what's his face? Um, freaking uh, Ricky Gervais was pretty much guaranteeing he's never going to work. Oh yeah. On an award show no. ever again. He was a. Uh, 
I'm I, like, fuck it. This is my last time. Whatever. Like, Take a, a drink. Re- rebellious people on the internet were really enjoying what he did, but mm-hmm. I guess a, a Hollywood probably did not. <laughs> so I think some people in Hollywood did not, but then some people were like, oh, that's just his shtick or whatever. It's just what he does. That. He likes to, he antagonizes people. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, that's all, like, in, in the, if you ever watch the British version of The Office or if you watch Extras, that's what he does. Maybe he got sick and tired of it, you know? I mean, I, I, I would imagine, the, the way he was carrying on, I think he was done with hosting this show mm-hmm. he's like how much shit can i talk before yeah. uh i just it's like, i'm not gonna to burn guarantee this mo- that i don't come back i'm not gonna burn this motherfucker down i'm gonna go into the nuclear reactor <laughs> press the button for meltdown and watch it just yeah. destroy everything yeah he, I, he wanted to make sure that he's never ever 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 gonna host yeah any award show but i mean no if he did it would be something comedic i'm sure something not as Maybe stuffy or yeah, as well, strict. So as... that's a, no, but the thing, that's the thing is the Golden Globes are not supposed to be strict. That's the thing. The Golden Globes like they're serving alcohol. Like they're they're really serving alcohol. Thing. He was standing there holding a drink every time he was up there. This was the uh, yeah. And then Tom Hanks created the first meme of 2020 mm-hmm. with his reaction. Like yeah, I, I imagine that's probably all over Twitter now. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah, when your friend tells you he's gonna quit drinking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like, ooh, that's a sour note, yeah, right? Yeah, and Daniel Wong says, so he's totally back next year. I, I'm sure they're going to ask him. <laughs> just to piss off because the Hollywood... Yeah, Who but knows? he was shitting on the Hollywood Foreign Press as well. Like, I saw him freaking just take a, a healthy dump. <laughs> <laughs> he nuked that bridge from orbit. Yeah. <laughs> he, you know, it's a, I'm going to do a reference just for Jai Potter. He Bahamut zeroed that son of a bitch <laughs> in, in a game. It was basically nuclear orbit thing. Mm. It was like, okay. bah, blow that up from, from outer space. So yeah, last night we, we watched Army, but you know what? I feel like this past weekend, or this whole, uh, like the last week since we've been here, that the last week felt like it was three, there was three weekends in the middle of, there was a weekend in the middle of that week. The New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. I know. I, I, we, we are very pregnant, so we, we there was no shenanigans to be had of us going out and doing anything. We were just kind of relaxing your home, trying to keep her as comfortable and as happy as possible. And not so, getting sick. Not and trying to not get sick. I feel like I'm getting sick. I'm pounding Alka Seltzer cold and just like napping and out mm-hmm. and, and and water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of course, and of course, yes. Of course, you loved his Epstein joke. Oh, oh yeah. I am not. I am not shocked that you loved his oh, Epstein joke. Oh my god, yeah. So we watched a good deal of movies uh, this oh, past yeah. weekend. Mm-hmm. I, I have to lead off with the. I probably. I I argue this keeps happening to me, where like I'll watch a movie after New Year's. And I'm like, oh, I just watched the best movie of last year. Because this happened to me last year. Because we watched Enter the Spider-Verse. Right. After, in, in, in this, into the new year. I'm like, oh, shit. That was the best movie of 2018. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, I feel like that happened to me again when we this past uh, Saturday. Yeah. We went to go see Knives Out. And yeah. fuck, uh, we watched the best movie of 2019 yeah. in the first week of 2020. Holy shitballs. Uh, I, I didn't get to put a tweet out. But uh, holy crap. Knives Out, I mean, holy fuckballs. I was delighted from the jump. I have Ew. not been this happy mm-hmm. watching a movie. Just delighted. I was so intellectually stimulated yeah. and also genuinely gleeful at all the, like, everything about this movie. It 
challenged my intelligence processes. It also made me laugh quite a bit. I loved the cleverness of the movie. It was just from like beginning to end. I was just like, it was like happy quicksand. I just, I just <laughs> kept, quicksand. I just kept going deeper and, and deeper. deeper, and like nothing took my, my attention away yeah i think you yeah, and you had the luxury of not of awesome. being able to look at daniel craig and not see james bond yeah you purely saw mm-hmm. friggin benoit benoit ben yeah benoit benoit I, I remembered his name this morning but i couldn't remember it again uh, what was it like no, i don't remember benoit la something or oh he was good he had one of those cool southern names. CIA KFC. Uh, CSI KFC. CSI KFC. Yeah. Like you had that, like, but like for me, like I guess it was like on your on one spectrum, you're like, oh, that's fucking amazing. Me, like, I was just amazed. I'm like, fucking it, James, uh, fucking uh, Daniel Craig. Holy fuck! I'm like, mm-hmm. I I saw James Bond, but goddamn, he was a fucking southern fucking crazy mm-hmm. fucking uh private detective uh, Rondo asked if i've seen parasite not yet i, I imagine oh. after this little guy is born i'm gonna have to watch everything via streaming uh yeah <laughs> I, i've heard of this parasite movie I, i've been interested but i haven't had a chance we decided to use our we use our last movie before baby was born on uh, knives out <laughs> or yeah. at least movie theater movie yeah i originally thought it was gonna be that the rise of skywalker but i'm like no we we had two more free passes and mm-hmm. we're like all right Got to see it. Knives Out. We got to see that. Everything I keep seeing about Knives Out, and yeah, the donut hole. Like uh, Judy, right? I think Judy donut meant hole inside a donut. Donut inside a like. Like I kept seeing that clip. That clip kept showing up on my Facebook feed. Mm-hmm. I mean, great. I love that the the clip has absolutely no context to it. No. And then when it actually happened in the movie, it's like oh, once it was in context, like oh fuck, You're like it totally makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's like the donut has a hole, and we have the. Donut hole. <laughs> the donut hole has a hole in it. So this is not a donut hole. It is a smaller donut. Yeah. <laughs> but this donut hole does not. It fits inside the donut, but it's not quite right. Yeah. You're just mm-hmm. lo- I'm just losing it the whole time. Like, I I don't know if you saw the Cheshire Cat grin I have oh throughout God, yeah. the movie. No. I would just like so like. No, I was in the quick twist and turns. I didn't look at you. <laughs> didn't look at me. I was I was like gleef. I was like. I was like laughing inappropriately at inappropriate parts, stuff that really tickled me. I I couldn't help but I couldn't help but express the joy I was having while watching the oh, yeah. movie. It's it's so good. It is. Yeah. And yeah. I, and, I, and I hate to have to say this, but it, it the amount of shit that, that poor Ryan Johnson has taken because this director, this, the, mm. the guy who wrote this movie. Who mm. wrote and directed Knives Out is right. the same guy who did The Last Jedi, and then the poor guy has taken so much shit for that movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like I was afraid that it was like that the the hate from all these trolls and shitheads and people who just didn't like that movie right. was going to overshadow how good this this movie is. But I'm glad that like I guess people either have forgotten. Even it was in the marketing like the from the creator of Looper and The Last Jedi. Yeah. And then the Looper, I don't know if you if you've ever seen how much you've seen Looper, have you? No. I'll have to we'll have to see if that's on on any streaming platform. Looper is an in, that's an interesting movie. It's not as delightful as this one, but it's a very uh, intriguing film uh-huh. of time involving time travel. Oh, okay. Like where uh, Bruce Willis and 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 the what, Joseph Gordon-Levitt look like each other. Oh, they, they play right, yeah, future yeah. No, I remember trailers. Yeah. Past versions of each other. So yeah. they, they put a whole lot of shit on Joseph Gordon-Levitt so he looks like a young Bruce Willis. Uh, Bruce Willis. Yeah. Mhm. And, uh, yeah, that's a fascinating, that was like, I, I don't know if that, that was one of his early movies. I think that might've been like his second movie or mm-hmm. I, I could be wrong. I don't know if Kit Fan was on here to provide our, our per- corrections or attractions here, but yeah, that was an, um, that was an awesome movie. And then like, 
I, I'm like, I, against contrary, contrary to popular opinion, I enjoyed The Last Jedi. I, I, I thought that was a good movie. Right. I thought it was very different. So the director, the he, he did a great job. He no did, matter like, what on his this, last movie No matter was, what his right? last movie was, I, 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 like, all these people were like, like, this shows that this guy knows how to make movies. It's that mm. people just don't like, I guess people, again, we touch the religion it's of Star like Wars. It's not fucking writing and directing and producing at all. Like, yeah. remember we were saying there's so many hands that go into a yeah, movie. Yeah, into, like, into that movie. Like, well, Knives Out, this is obviously clearly all him. Holy shit. Knives Out. I, I mean, like, I, I, I don't know great. if it was nominated for anything last night. I didn't, I didn't, I, I didn't check, but I don't know. Like I see right here because I see Judy mentioning it, it should have gotten an award. Hell yeah! Like I, I'm sure it'll, it'll hopefully get nominated for best original screenplay. And see, that's another thing though. Like, a lot of people like you know Hollywood has really gotten you know stuck in this rut where there's all these remakes and sequels. Mm-hmm. Where like this was very much an original film. Right. Uh, it's yeah. like I, I, I'm sure it was based. I'm, I'm sure it was based off something. Your book. Uh, based on uh, some sort of book, mm-hmm, yeah. but man, so good! Uh, yeah. well, it, oh, it was nominated for comedy musical best film. I, I forget why. I, I know. I, I didn't even look at the winners today. <laughs> That's how disinterested I was in the Golden Globes. Like normally, I'm a, I'm a big movie guy. I, I, I've done a lot of stupid movie things. I love movies, but I, I, I was I was had no absolutely no interest. So if uh, if you know. You know, uh, the other other movie I liked last year was a Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I'm not sure. Mm. I believe that won a few things. I believe uh, Brad Pitt oh, won uh, Best Supporting Actor. That mm. yeah, when when I get my hands on it, we will you you will get to watch it up until a certain point, and then we're just gonna stop it. <laughs> yeah, and then I'm just gonna say things happened, incredibly violent, and uh, end scene. End scene. Okay. <laughs> and that that's literally the last ten minutes of the movie. You you can watch everything up until the last ten minutes of the movie. Yeah. Which actually is funny. I, I, this morning I was listening to um, uh, to WTF, and he was interviewing Bruce Stern, who was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had a, he had a fun little uh, a little small part in it, and uh, it, it was crazy to, to hear like Bruce Stern. Like, he has this thing where like he will improvise dialogue that's not in the script, right. and directors will keep it because it's like it's so it's good. So it's like good. It's, he will write stuff that they didn't think of or yeah. like or that they didn't they didn't put the paper. And apparently he did that a few times to Quentin in this um in this movie. And then like he explained how he he had done it in other movies. Yeah. And actors get mad at him. But like, oh like, how come he gets away with saying stuff that's not in the script? And I'm like, because he's Bruce Dern. And that's what he does. Smart. <laughs> like, he's not he, just an actor, he's a writer. He's got a brain. He has him. a brain. Yeah, it's funny yeah. when he was twenty five, apparently um oh, some big time uh, uh theater actor or uh, a theater instructor told him like he told Bruce Dern you're never going to be a leading man mm. because you're a runner. You mm. have endurance. You're going to last a long time. Oh, like, but you, like they put you in a cowboy scene. You're going to be the fifth cowboy to left because you're too damn tall. <laughs> but he has that innate quality where mm-hmm. like he just persists. Yes. And it's because um, that the movie where like, this whole interview really was fascinating for me to listen to. I'm glad I managed to work my way into working it into the today's show. Where um, he talked about like the, the movie he that, that kind of brought him back into prominence is a movie called Nebraska. Mm-hmm. They did uh, mm-hmm. Alexander Payne and then uh, Will Forte was in it. June Squibb got mm-hmm. in a career out of it as well. Mm-hmm. Apparently, uh, Bob Odenkirk was in that movie too. Like it's Bob oh, Odenkirk wow. and and uh, and what's his face whose name I just said and I already forgot. Um, Squibb. No, the one before that, the MacGruber. Jern? Oh, MacGruber. Oh. Um. See, I said his name and now like I'm, yeah. as soon as I said him, oh, don't need that name anymore. Toss off to the side, <laughs> like the MacGruber guy. Yeah. <laughs> like I took an upper decker. Shit. 
My brain disappointed too. He's an SNL guy. I, but they played his sons yeah. in the movie, and it's funny. Like, and he explained how he worked. He worked one into that movie too, where it's like they're, oh, hey, dad, do you remember this? And then like it was supposed to, the scene was supposed to send in there, and he goes, "I was there." <laughs> and the director's like, "Yeah, we gotta put, we gotta leave that in." Yeah. <laughs> do you yeah. remember, Dad? I was there. <laughs> oh crap! Now it's gonna bug me. Uh, I, I literally it's just okay, said his okay, name, Will Forte. That was there. His name. You go, yeah. It literally, I was like, I literally had said his name, yeah. and then my brain was like, "Don't need that anymore." Yeah. But the original point I want to make, yeah, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, that was a good movie. I believe it won a few, but I hope it wins some Oscars because Quentin. I mean, yeah, right. apparently he's only going to make one more movie ever, so I'd like so. to win a couple more Oscars before he's done. I, I, I enjoy his work. I, I love clever writing. Something else that we watched during this past week, which I really loved, and I realized, man, I, I can't believe I hadn't seen this movie, even though um, a frequent co-host, Pete Molini, always talks about this movie, mm-hmm. uh, is Hunt for the Wilder People. This is a... Tarantino won. Tarantino won? Oh, good for him. Good. He won a few yeah. Golden Globes. Uh, the Golden Globes aren't necessarily a, 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 what do you call it, a great measure for uh, Oscars, but hey. You got it. Good for good for. Nice. But we we watched Hunt for the Wilder People. Yes. Uh, Taika Waititi. I'm I'm sure most of you know him best for you know, uh, uh, Thor Ragnarok. And if you really know him, then you know he's a freaking. Uh, I wouldn't have I wouldn't uh, have known about this movie or thought about it or whatever if if um, if he hadn't if Pete messaged had, me. Yeah. I I think yeah, it was just like because you would oh. ask him you asked him for some recommendations about like, hey I yeah, that's the thing about Pete he. He recommends good comic books. He recommends good uh, eateries. Good places to eat. <laughs> and he recommends good movies. Good movies and good pieces of media to watch. I, I'm like, I don't know how I stand up to, to you know, just to, to your co- co-hostness. You're doing great. <laughs> but he did, he w- suggested an awesome yeah, movies. Yeah, Hunt for the Wilder People. Like, yeah. I had heard of this movie several times before. Like, I've heard of this movie. But I didn't. I knew nothing about it contextually. All I knew was that it was it was. I don't know if it was Taika Waititi's first feature film that he directed. Because mm-hmm. uh, he's directed Thor Ragnarok. He directed mm-hmm. freaking What We Do in the Shadows. Mm-hmm. Uh, currently, uh, big award season movie Jojo Rabbit. Right. He's directing and stars right. in that one. He plays Hitler. Uh, <laughs> and this Hunt for the Wilder People, like he suggested it to you, we found out it's available on Hulu. Mm-hmm. Like. Let's put it on. Fuck yeah, let's watch this movie. And delightful movie. Mm-hmm. It was like, I had no clue what this movie was about. Mm-hmm. I had no idea where it was going. And, oh, okay, this is great. Like, we're like, we recognize the kid from Deadpool 2. I guess I, this must have been his first feature role. Must have been. And then uh, I had to point out to you, yep, that's the dude from Jurassic Park. Sam Neill so was playing uh, yeah, and, a crazy oh, yeah. old man. And then uh, I guess a bunch of uh, Taika Waititi's usual like cast of characters because he uses the same few people from New Zealand, uh, Rice Darby. And then I can never remember the name of that woman who, who's like it, apparently he puts this woman in all of his movies. She's like the she was the crazy um, social services woman. Social with, like, services lady. Like she was hilarious. Yeah. And this movie was like so good and like Taika is so good at touch you know touching but hilarious. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, oh, yeah. sad but funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He really goes back and forth. Uh, if you if you, you if you don't know already know, the final episode of The Mandalorian was directed by Taika Waititi. Same guy. He he voiced the uh, the 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 IG uh, robot. <laughs> that, so good. That, uh, that bounty hunter droid. He had to kill himself. He had to kill himself because he's Taika. Taika sacrifices himself and everything. 
He's yeah. so good. Jojo Rabbit. I know that's a, that's another movie we wanted to see before mm-hmm. uh, before Baby arrived, but I don't know if we're gonna be able to do that. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Unless they unless they have it at the uh, theater with the recliners. Yeah, that's the only way. That's the only survive. way. Yeah, because like you know, we did the the Alhambra theater, and you're just like you no, only. I think you only place. hung in there just because the movie because Knives Out was so good. That was in quicksand. Yeah, yeah, it was so good. Knives Out was so good. You As were able to overcome being incredibly pregnant in a rather uncomfortable seat. Yeah. Well, hopefully at the at the Montebello Ten, or maybe we'll have to take a big drive up to at the AMC. Mm-hmm. in Burbank if, oh, if, yeah. if our little boy doesn't join us before then. Right, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll see. My, my boss oh, at work but, told me, don't make any plans. But side note, side note. to everybody, <laughs> if you do have a movie that you can recommend, we, uh, I'm always looking for, and this is what I told, you know, Pete, I was like, is as long as it's fun, like if it's funny or lighthearted, that's all that matters. You know, the, mm-hmm. and, because I can't, watch anything, anything super violent super i mean violent I, or... I felt a little bad like when i was showing you argo last night like i told you i'm like this is a suspenseful there's a little bit of tension but it's not too tense but again even though i had seen freaking uh what do you call it uh mm-hmm. <laughs> i'd seen argo before i was still like i already know how this ends but i still have a lot of tension in my chest and then we did research and we found out like oh yeah totally freaking yeah that, that, none of that stuff happened. Yeah, Dolomite is my name. Yeah, no, we, we saw that movie. Oh, yeah. The week it came out so on good. Netflix. That was hilarious. We enjoyed it. Yeah, Point, if Point of Hills oh. has recliners, and maybe maybe a bit before the, the baby comes out. Maybe we'll see if... Yeah, I, I didn't know Point of Hills had converted cool. to recliners as well. Good, yes. <laughs> yes. We might have to investigate that. I know our local Montebello. Yes. It's all, it's all recliners. They have recliners, yeah. I don't know That's if they have Jojo Rabbit. But they don't have Jojo Rabbit. That's the thing, yeah. So. At their little 10-screen theater, but I'm sure at the AMC no. 20, they might still have. Especially with the award season coming up. But I I, I want to round, yes. wind down with the movie we attempted to watch this morning. Like You you you, you threw it on. We started. We started. We got 20 minutes into this movie. Uh, I think uh, Daniel Wong saw my status update. I don't know if any of you else saw my status update on the on the net on the Facebook this morning. Yeah. On on Amazon Prime, my wife fired up One Child Nation. Yeah. Holy fuck balls! Oh yeah. my god! It, it's it seems like it's an amazing documentary. It, yeah. It like it's incredibly well well made. It's well. Well conceived. From what we've seen so far. From what we've seen so far, we got about twenty minutes in, twenty five minutes. Yeah. And oh my lord, I I was just, I am crushed by this movie. We're like, already uh, aching. Like I I, I like in elementary school, it was explained to us the, mm-hmm. the, the the one child rule in China that was explained to us because that was happening. Yeah, and at same the time thing. I mean, I'm I only a couple in, years younger than you, so so it's like. Yeah, heard I've about heard this. about it, but I thought it was like from a long time ago. That, no, you know, it, it, no, that was, it was very. It was, it, it, it was actually happening at that time, at time in it, our lives. In our lifetime, yeah, it was. It was instituted in the late seventies. That was fucking great. Like what I was like, wait a minute, I thought they did that like in the thirties. Oh, you know what I mean? Or like, like no, for, this was a, back or something. This yeah. was relative, like, re- recent for us. Those of us, like I, I'm forty. You are. Not there, right? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it was like to, and this document, this documentarian, this woman, she she literally she's filming it herself. It's it's so cool. There's a point where you see her like in a mirror. She you see her. She's holding her little camera. She's going around talking to people around where she grew up, mm-hmm. 
and the village. Oh my lord! The there was no, the what I I was I was on the ground, freaking just like my heart was freaking. I think your knees gave out. I no, I just went to the ground. I was just like this midwife. Stand, yeah. This midwife was explaining how like oh she couldn't tell you the number of kids she delivered, but she could give you a rough estimate of the number of kids she um helped uh not live not live dispose of um like 50 to 60,000 in her lifetime as a midwife thousand 50 to 60,000 kids that she like and then this woman the, the amount of guilt that she is shouldering yeah. and carrying like she, she said that she, she is damned like she like she was saying like she is like she's 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 like i uh, she's they like, don't want to do it she didn't want to do it but that, that was what the the government the government yeah. Dictated that. Like, one yeah. woman, yeah. One woman, like, and then she's like, like, like she, she, re, she retired from midwifery, but she only, she's only doing, particularly because a, 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 a Buddhist monk told her, like, yeah. for every, for every child you help bring in, you can forgive a hundred of those deaths. So, like, I was just like, so she needs to help, like, 500 kids? She needs to help a lot. Yeah. A lot it's, of it's, at least for, like, her, her, yeah. at least it, as far as her spirit, spiritually, she'll feel. And like she showed in her in like her little office, like her own repentance, her own for... repentance for all the damage she did in yeah. the name of the government, like, right? And this one woman, she was so freaking um, like she's like, it freaking hurt. I, I like I I, hit, I went to the ground. I was mm-hmm. just like, like, and then hearing her whole story about yeah. how like she's like it, it, it's 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 gonna haunt her till she dies. Mm-hmm. Like all the other people she worked with, they're all dead already. It's like yeah. she's like, no, we we are damned. Like mm-hmm. we all of us are damned for what we did. She's like in her eighties too. She, yeah, right? she was like eighty yeah. something, and she's still helping people. Yeah, and it was just oh man, that one hurt. But the one that really like got me was the one right after where the 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 lady who was the family planner. Yeah, who like. Shows like no remorse. Like she's just like that's what the government wanted. I was doing like like it. She's like I did the right thing. She did the right thing. The the right right thing thing. for for China, in like going out, aborting kids. And she said she didn't want to do it. She wanted to do it, but that's what she was supposed to do. In the end, she did the right thing. Yeah, like she said, like her first statement was like, "If I could go back and do it, I'd do it all again." And Mm -hmm. it was just like because we saved forced because we saved the country for sterilizations. Forced abortions, where like oh, oh, women would just tear off their clothes you, and run away. Yeah, I was gonna ask you. Do you remember the one she said about like, oh, the lady who tore who off her clothes? Tore off all her clothes. So what do like, you grab her by? Or what, like, what do you grab her by? Yeah, I'm sure like uh, evil dude like grab her by the hair. You know, it's like yeah, just like yeah. it was just like I, I, at that point it was like we had to stop the movie. We just couldn't. Yeah, because I, I, mm-hmm. I especially us like. There's a baby in here, and mm-hmm. we're hearing all about all this stuff that they're doing to like unborn. Like she was like t- talking about how, like she did abortions where the women are like eight or nine months. Nine months. And it was like the babies are still alive. The baby's still alive. And I just sit there like I just was like, no, I can't do this. Move. I mean, like no. I it it. it I think five years ago I would have watched it and been disturbed, but like right now as as a, as a father to be, I couldn't watch this as it just. I kept thinking about. Us. Does that make you think guy. about like the the government's government. you know whole system where they're like, oh, we'll do it for us. But yeah. what the fuck do they do for their people? Is it anything better? Is there anything better? Uh, yeah, I, I, that's I, I don't, where I don't know. our conversation I know. ended. That's where our conversation ended. Like, really, yeah. that it was supposed to like save the country. And in the end, it was oh, they're building armies to keep their people down. Yeah, it's just like oh, like, who who's who's China at war with? Nobody. 
man, China, they ain't at war with nobody. Mm-hmm. What's all that army for? To, 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 you know, to control it. Like, they control the internet. No one in China could ever watch this. No. There, there's no YouTube there. No. They have their own YouTube controlled by the government. They don't have Facebook. They have their mm-hmm. own social network controlled by the government. And they're monitoring people to well, during, not use. Yeah, because during the Beijing Olympics, people couldn't report traditionally they had to go back to like old school reporting yeah so they had to turn all their shit in by paper and shit and i'm sure that shit had to freaking get screened by everything that came out during beijing had to be Mm -hmm. screened by the freaking government to make sure they weren't talking shit yeah about china and it just like we sat there like like, like, i I was like about to leave for work and then and then i walk into work and then my boss like what's up with you i'm like I watched 20 minutes of a very intense document documentary this morning. Yeah. And I'm just going to be off the rest of the day, bro. And I tell him about it. He's like, yeah, man, that sounds fucked up. Like, I, I tell him, like, I just give him a little synopsis of, like, a, not even a third of what I, what, like, we what I said to you guys. We only saw 25 minutes of the fucking movie, of, I, of the documentary. The documentary, like, I, I, like, philosophically, I feel like I should finish it. But, like, morally, I'm just like, I don't know if. My, my heart can take any more of the... It's yeah, like, I think, it's, I think it's we a, have such to... It's a rough... That's a, it's, it's I a, don't know how it's going to end. I, it's, it's a documentary, you know? It's, it's a documentary. A documentary. It's, it's, not, it's not fiction. It's not... It's written. all facts. These are but, facts. You know what's crazy also? When the lady, uh-huh. one of the older ladies, uh-huh. who was just part of that hut with the guy who was the... Oh, yeah, yeah. Was the, like, uh, village leader or whatever. Yeah, the, the hut like, of the... Don't get him in trouble. Or, yeah. Or, or, or watch she your got, mom. She got freaking hostile. Hot. There, this, this old lady, like, because she went to go build, you know, she interviewed the former village leader who had to, like, enforce all this stuff mm-hmm. on there. Because these are little rural villages. This isn't, like, metropolitan mm-hmm. where the police are coming down. It's a rural village where this dude, and, like, she interviewed the guy. And then the, the, I guess I don't know if it's like just a woman in the hut just hanging out yeah. in this little little shanty, and she got so fucking lit up. She got heated. She was so hot. She's like, "You better not get in trouble. The your mom's gonna pay." She's like, "Your the, mom's gonna pay." It's the like, director just wanted to go talk to other people who, who were lived part of that it. time, who lived through it, to and get their yet, perspective. Like, yeah, the village. He felt remorse. That like, he lady, didn't like doing it. She stepped. She just was like. Uh-uh. Don't get him in trouble, or your mom is gonna pay for it. Your like, mom's gonna pay. Now you're what? gonna pay. Your mom's Who gonna says pay. That? It's like brainwashed people, nuts, or people like, full of fear. It's either brainwashing or fear, or a combination of both. Ladies are just like wearing their chunklas. They're sitting there playing cards. Playing cards. And all of a sudden, she just like goes zero to sixty, and is like, "You better not." I fucking swear, dude. It was. It was like like you saw the intensity in her little old lady eyes. Yeah. I was just like. Yeah. The fuck? It, so, the, it intrigues me to keep watching this documentary. Yeah. But, it was fascinating. It's, but I, I'm sure the, it's a, up for the, awards. But the toll that it took on, on reproducing people, you know, yeah. and re- reproducing families the toll and how sad it was. Watch it. <laughs> yeah, and then you, you, we, you, we've never seen that because we didn't know. We, we only heard about it, right? We, 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 we only heard about it third when we were kids. My my, you know? my liberal ass freaking middle, like, not even middle school. My elementary school teacher was like freaking telling us about it. I realized, oh wow, my teacher really was a super liberal. Dang and Wong, it might have been Miss Anderson. I'm not sure if you remember. <laughs> I was Anderson. watching a documentary the other day, actually, about um, the Lady Boys of Thailand. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were at work. I think you were at work. Or I was yeah, at work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And I was, and they actually propagand- they they throw out third grade and fourth grade textbooks. If you're a boy and you have and you dress up or you think that you want to do girly things, then you're you're um, mentally disabled. Mentally, yeah. So they even Thailand, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. even, but but All Thailand is like everybody loves to go to Thailand for lady boys or whatever, right. you know. And, that, that, that's and a they thing. do that if, if that's your flavor. And they're fighting for their rights, right? But how do you fight? I mean, how are you fighting for your rights of the baby who's been unborn already, like in China? In, it's, a it's intense. in a communist if, country, like if you want your brain to, so bring, this this documentary some, is like some harsh shit. Uh, it makes one, you think about family. one child nation. It makes you think about politics. It makes you think about all kinds of. That's right. She did piss away. I totally oh. forgot that Miss Madison passed away. Oh, yeah, because I'm pretty sure me and Daniel were in the same class. <laughs> oh, back in fourth grade, I went oh, wow. both Miss Anderson. Yeah, but I didn't know she just, passed away. Oh my gosh, you know. Rest in peace, teacher. Yeah, have having a a narrative by somebody in our generation now, mm-hmm. by somebody who we've or somebody from another country who's never talked about this before mm-hmm. because they've been banned from talking about yeah. it. Yeah, or their parents were banned from talking about it. It's like, oh shit. There's a lot of shit going on in the rest of the world that yeah. we don't even and know about. I, I feel like I, I kind of had a little like insight from like I, I grew up in a very Asian land over here, freaking Monterey Park, mm-hmm. right over here. I grew mm-hmm. up. I had a lot of Asian friends, and I, I, I could see that kind of dynamic where like I was telling you about this morning, like one one of my friends, she like she was the younger sister, and like the older brother got everything. Oh yeah. And like she literally got oh, yeah. she literally ran away from home, and she had to go mm-hmm. freaking make her own life elsewhere mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah it's so it's, it's, it's a wild uh like she had to, like she had to go make it on her own without <laughs> dynamic it's a wild dynamic, it's of, wild dynamic of people and family and this is why you have to be nice to each other because you don't know what other people are going through you don't know what, what people, other are going people through. might be having a fucked up day and if yeah. you want to go and fuck them up some more you don't know what you're in for <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. You yeah. know, that's what just be nice. It's crazy. Nice. That's why, like, movies like this, like, you know, it's like, all right. nice to people because like, everybody's going through something. Everyone's going through some shit. It's really crazy how, like, uh, like, just watching a film can really, like, change your perspective on stuff. It's like, all right, you know, we, we watched Knives Out. All right, we felt really good. It was a fun, you know, oh, hey, it's a, it's a, mm-hmm. it's a less silly, uh, mm-hmm. it's a less silly clue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a more serious, less silly clue. Yeah. But then we watch Argo. It's like, oh, fuck. Holy shit. A lot of freaking, uh. Uh, we call it <laughs> a whole lot of parallels wow. to right now, the eighties yeah. to like right now, a lot of parallels. Yep. And then, uh, then we watch freaking uh, what was it? we watched Hunt for the Wilder People. Oh, fun yeah. movie! And fun. then we watch this one uh, Child one Child Nation. Like, oh, what the ah. fuck? Oh my lord! That makes a good movie, and that makes more so just the fact that the person has the guts to make it happen. Somebody yeah, this, this lady who, who this lady make making this, this documentary, documentary happen, yeah. Because I'm sure I, I I'm willing to put all the money in my wallet that this I'm sure this movie is not going over well in China. Oh, <laughs> oh no, not no. no, or at least with the Chinese government. No, kind of this exposing of like, hey, this one person was responsible for fifty to sixty thousand abortions. 
holy shit. Serialization. Like, it's like, it's serialization. Like, this crazy, like, like, like these movies, like, yeah. I, I, I'm going to have to double, go back and double check to see if, like, this, uh, One Child Nation was nominated for a Golden Globe last night. I, I would imagine mm-hmm. it was. I, 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 mean, I don't even know, like, I don't even know, did it come across the TV? No, because it's an Amazon movie. But how did it come up in our feed? Like, I don't understand. I don't know. I don't know when it came up. Oh, you just came up on your little, in, 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 the, in the app? No. Or... I don't know. Because, yeah, you... <laughs> I was asking, like, you just saw, like, yeah. I was like, oh, One Child Nation, and it had some, like, propaganda-looking stuff, and I was like, oh, like, in Argo. Yeah. Yesterday, right? We saw the propaganda, kind of, like, propaganda uh, the, the stuff, Iranian yeah. propaganda. And I was like, oh, that looks interesting. Let's see it. Oh. <laughs> Woo. Woo. Ah. Whoa. I mean, uh, yeah. Uh, not not to be that guy, but it got us twenty minutes for the podcast. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> not to be that I, I guy. I, no. I I have to. I hate to say that it, it gave us some if some we content. Watched the whole movie. I think we do an entire episode of I the podcast about this movie. I know. Yeah, well, I, well, we, I don't know if we'd be mentally okay enough to no. do an episode of the podcast if we watched the entire movie. No. Woo! Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, well, one child nation. If you wanna. Be immensely depressed, or if you're very morbid, one child nation. No, but also it's on, on Amazon Prime. Well, yes, on one side, yes, mm-hmm. it is morbid, or or the the fact that the the they had to do all that just for this for this fucking go- their government, right? They it's each intense. one of them said they didn't want to do it. They, yeah, all the people said they didn't want to do it, but, but they, they had to yeah, because of a, their government, right? The orders. So that's morbid. Yeah, the government like told the, them the morbid fact that their government is making them go through that yeah. what made them go through that yeah yeah, yeah I, it, it just nuts it but just, it's very interesting i you know yeah i, I don't know if i'm little bits and pieces maybe like get, one segment at a time you know yeah, yeah daniel yeah, yeah probably yeah. don't watch it yeah don't, don't, I, I, watch I, it. I i yeah. hate to i hate to do the do not recommend because uh, i'm gonna try to end this in a little bit more of an upbeat note here <laughs> like I realized, I'm like, oh my god, I'm steering the podcast Sorry. into a very dark. No- <laughs> Sorry, because like, I, 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 I was doing them in the order that we watched them. I'm right. like, okay, yeah. we watched Knives Out, we watched Hunt for the Wilder People, we watched Argo. Then we're we watched very on- varied. Where we watch things, we watch oh, the spectrum. whole. We we tried to watch rainbow. Penguins of Madagascar last night, but you fell asleep. <laughs> Yeah. I was like, let's watch something silly. Let's watch Penguins of Madagascar. They're hilarious. <laughs> I like silliness. I have seen that movie. I remembered. You, you After had, only, a, yeah. The Snow you had, Globes. You had seen the, the, the that movie before. Okay. Yeah. So, speaking of that, uh, I, 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 I spoke because last night I was contemplating it, especially since I, we're having the kid. The kid's coming. And uh, I'm going to be home a little more often. I, I might be up at night. <laughs> Consoling the child while 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 the while baby mama here sleeps, so uh, I feel like I'm gonna be have an opportunity to watch a lot of movies. Yeah. Or as my friend Mac McLean say, oh, you're gonna play, you can play a lot of games, you can binge a lot of TV shows, you can watch a lot of movies. Uh, last night I was toying with the idea. I'm still toying with it. I don't know if I want to commit to it. I don't know if, if, if a lot of my friends uh, remember uh, back uh, three years ago, or I guess I guess yeah, back in 2016. Uh, I, I tackled the, uh, the 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 Doug Benson Doug Loves Movies movie challenge, mm-hmm. yeah. and uh, where I watched three hundred. I, ironically, I did it the last leap year I, instead of three sixty five and three sixty five. Right. I did a uh, three sixty six three hundred and sixty six movies I had never yeah. seen before right. in three hundred and sixty six days. So, uh, uh, I, I I have contemplated doing it. I'm like, all right, I've done. 
I've done three people, three movies I've never. Well, I've done two movies. <laughs> I've oh, I'm like I don't know if I'm gonna finish One Shot Nation. Like I've done two movies so far that I haven't seen before. Knives Out, Hunt for the Wilder People, everything else that we've watched is stuff that I that I have already seen. We might have to do it like The Irishman, where like we have to take it in segments. I you know some I was doing that sometimes so when yeah. when, I, when I did the previous challenge. I uh, the one movie I remember I watched in half hour uh, chunks was There Will Be Blood. Because I remember, like, I was I watched it a half hour before. That was a good movie. I went to when I went to GameStop. I, I, I was good. working at GameStop at yeah. that point, and I was like, "All right, there will be blood." And then I'll get you on my lunch. Watched another twenty minutes. Got home, watched more, and then all right, cool. I finished the whole movie. I, I drink your milkshake, and that then I then I beat him to death with my uh, with my bowling pin. So I have contemplated. I don't know. I I don't know want to commit to trying this again. I'm already it's it's sick. I'm, I'm four days behind already mm-hmm. <laughs> technically. I mean, I was 40 days at one point behind. I did so many double and triple features. It, it always shows up in my Facebook memories because I documented them all on Twitter and I documented it all on Facebook. And it, I, I, it was very uh, fun and, and, and cool how a lot of people were, uh, were following along with my journey. Like when I got near the end, yeah. where, like so many of my friends were kind of invested in me. Like, they're like people I didn't expect to be invested in. I'm like, oh, you're going to make it. Holy shit, you're gonna do it! You're gonna do it. Like people were, you because know, you saw it on Facebook where I was just like, "Oh, I'm on, I'm on movie 255." I'm on, and I was like, I remember my buddy Irv was like, "Dude, you're so behind. You're like 20." Like he actually, he kept doing the math. He's mm-hmm. like, "Dude, you're like 28 behind. How are you gonna do this?" And it was just like so many double wow, features. True. Yeah. And like day a day off from work, boom, yeah. th- I'd watch three, maybe four movies in one day. Right. It was it was nice. <laughs> Dang it, Wong said, "Yeah." See that that's what I'm afraid of. Will I lose my mind? It's the, obviously. Yeah. 2016. I, I was in a very different place in my life. I was single. I was, I was relatively unemployed. Mm-hmm. I was semi-employed, kind of like I had just gotten uh, the, the the tablet company I was working for had just went bankrupt. Mm-hmm. And ironic, I fell a month behind because I was depressed. It was funny. I had gotten like two weeks ahead, mm-hmm. and then I I didn't watch a movie for a month. Cause I was so depressed. It was like a month where I could have probably watched movies like all day long, but I was so depressed. I didn't want to watch any movies. Right. And, like. I fell behind because I was unemployed. Yeah. Irony. Like, it should have been the other way around. I should have got, like, four months ahead watching, like, three movies a day, and I would have been like, oh. See? You don't easy. know. You don't know. That's the whole point. Like, you can't really commit to something. Yeah, I, I can't really. At this point I, I've, in. I've, I don't know. Like, I, there might be a lot of nights where I'm going to be up or, like, half asleep, and, like, I'm going to have the, bo- the little baby or the little boy in Whoa. my arms. Nighttime is for business. Nighttime is for business. Yeah. I'm going to be like, boop, boop. I'm a, I'm a put them. The business of sleep. That's what we want. Baby D Rosa needs you whole. Yeah, maybe I sh- I shouldn't do it. It's it's not a good idea. It's not it's not. I I, I toyed with it. I was like I was like oh because it was funny because especially you know at the end of the what do you call it at the end of the last year as I kept seeing the Facebook memories I realized fuck I left a lot of movies off the table like there was a lot of movies like. And we have a lot of movies. And, and we have. Uh, there, there's a lot of movies I haven't watched. And, then, like, and now we have. There's a lot of movies that we both haven't watched. We have Disney. We have. Pl- we have Disney Plus. You have Hulu. Mm-hmm. You have HBO uh, Go now, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, we still have Netflix. I, it's funny because I was like, oh man, it's actually be more like it'd be an even bigger challenge now because of the baby. I can't go to the theater because every time I'd go to the, the theater in Pasadena and go freaking for oh yeah for what, for six bucks, I'd watch three movies. I'm like hell yeah yeah. yeah. Well, back then it was still two dollars. It was so nice. Ugh, yeah, right there. I love when, that. They, when they sleep, you sleep, or you will never sleep. Yeah. See, I, that's the thing. I was like, oh man. I, you know what? It, it probably 
I'm glad I was able to get the advice from a fellow dad here. Thanks, Daniel. So, like, no, I shouldn't do it. Because I, I know we're going to be watching. I know we've been, it's just because this past weekend, we, we, we not, this, or this past week, we knocked out a lot of movies. Out. Yeah, yeah. We watched, yep. the, we watched Spider-Verse after last week. We, we watched that. And we, mm-hmm. what else? We've just been throwing stuff up. And I, uh, we, I you had never seen Mulan, you had never seen Mulan. She mm-hmm. she saw Mulan last week. Mm-hmm. That was so good. It was so it was good. So you good. enjoyed it. It was like we we've just been like throwing yeah. movies on. Yeah. Just boom, boom. But I, like, but like I, I anticipate things will be a lot different. Things will be a lot different once uh, the, little the little guy is up. right here and pooping, <laughs> and peeing, and crying. Yeah. And us not sleeping because he's sleeping. But yeah, it's yeah. Just, I I I, I, kept, I was toying with it last night, and you know. I think sanity should win out here, mm-hmm. and I, nah, I'm not gonna do it. Yeah, like, it's funny because I, I kept I was holding off my Twitter review for 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 Knives Out because I'm not gonna put a one in front of it. I'm not gonna put one mm-hmm. Knives Out, fucking phenomenal, one of three sixty six, three sixty six movies. Maybe, maybe not like a huge challenge, but I mean, you could try to watch movies as as much as you possibly can. Oh yeah, it's no, not it's, do it's that like, anyway. Yeah, you know because. I shouldn't do it again because honestly, after that movie challenge, I really was kind of like burnt. I spent all of 2017 like not watching movies. I can imagine I, that. I literally because no. I because after because of that, I started the podcast after it. that. That was yeah. another reason I was like, I need a new challenge that's not gonna burn my brain into Guess oblivion. What? You're gonna have a baby. That's a big challenge. I'm gonna have a new challenge. <laughs> right, it's right here. He's cooking. Do next week. <laughs> Do next week. Yeah, the, the little guy. Yeah, like I'm wondering if we're gonna have like a a a, a, a missed episode because like I, I keep joking like the baby's gonna be like born on Monday and it's like sorry guys mm. or I'll do like a live from the delivery room which no it's not gonna happen they won't let me <laughs> they won't let me live from the delivery room hey honey we're live on the air you're my co-host and our other co-host is coming out. <laughs> Might have to pre-record, maybe. Yeah, know, maybe. we might. There might be a. You, you guys might get a pre-record episode yeah. one of these Mondays coming up. Yeah. If if the little depending on when the the little dude joins us and, yeah. and then those, those first two weeks, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, that that's uh, that's kind of like this. I I keep putting it in the back burner. I'm like, what happens to the show once the dude shows up? Once the little dude comes. The dude. Once the dude, mm-hmm. the little guy. Mini me shows up. Mm-hmm. What happens to the show? I mean, the show is you know it's theoretically only one hour out of the week. I do very little prep. This is all literally off the cuff. <laughs> but a lot goes into it. A lot goes into it. I, I so it's not like well, I, I, it's coming out of the. It's air. not going away. No, it's not going away. No, I am not. I'm. I'm it, this this is a little piece that keeps me sane. The, 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 for the for the past three years, this has, this has helped keep me sane. Mm-hmm. I and then, like I don't know if we 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 mentioned enough. I met you because of this. Oh yeah, no, I don't think people really know this story. Yeah, it's yeah. because like it, it, I, like it, we could tell it on the next episode. I'll tell it on another episode. Yeah. Like, no, honestly, I feel like this is gonna this podcast is gonna transition from like just nerd stuff. It's like to nerd parenthood. Nerd baby. Nerd, nerd baby, parenthood. Nerd baby stuff. Yeah. Nerd nerd parenthood. It'll still be nerdy, <laughs> but there's gonna be a lot of parenthood mixed into it. Yeah. A, a friend of mine, he started a podcast. Like he had a, a he had a kid, and he started um a podcast called Shits and Giggles. Look, after a, he had the baby. After he had the baby, he he yeah, he's been doing a podcast, yeah. and it's it's all about father. It's he's doing a dad podcast oh, called cute. Shits and Eagles. Oh, that's cute. Talking about his fatherhood. Are are you gonna be on his podcast? I don't know. 
Do you guys uh, want to switch? You guys want to cook? I, 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 I don't know. Maybe, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. It's funny because he, he always wanted to, like, he wanted to collaborate on this podcast before, but we couldn't get the Well, you're mobile. You can do it. I, I technically am mobile. We do all this on a phone. And, 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 and uh, it's a phone and Technology. a laptop. Yeah, dad jokes. Oh, I've already been telling dad jokes. I'm Technology. on. I'm on dad jokes. Oh yeah. I've, oh, he's I've, on dad jokes, oh. Judy. Oh yeah, it's been bad. It's been so bad, <laughs> but so good. <laughs> it's like I've been preparing this for. I I've been unknowingly preparing for this for a very long His time. His Twitter will turn into nothing but dad jokes. <laughs> At Dre GP Podcast. Yes. For all the all the dad joke goodness. Yes. And all the times. And info about the show. Uh, like a, <laughs> and hashtag uh, Baby Watch 2020. Yeah. Baby Watch, hashtag Tiger Watch, hashtag whatever. Hashtag Baby yeah. Watch 2020. Yeah, I, I, I've been wanting to start doing that every day. I'm like, Baby Watch 2020. You should. Day seven. You should. He's still asleep should. in my wife's womb. He's just squirmy and worming. He's squirmy worming. No, no water has broken. No bloody show. <laughs> I don't think people want to hear that. No, I don't think they want to hear that. But I wanted to say it with 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 a, with a Cockney accent. That's pretty good. Because <laughs> every every parenting class we went to, and I see that, I'm like, oh, bloody show. <laughs> The bloody show. Well, let's I love tell that you. bloody show, The Watchmen. It's a bloody Thank good show. Thank you for watching this bloody show. Thank you for watching this bloody show at Dre GB Podcast at Rosa Limon Los Angeles. You can always follow me on Instagram at Dre GB Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Dre GB Podcast. You can find us on YouTube. I I couldn't work on the show today because all, all three of my bosses had to leave work. And I had to pretend to be the boss for several hours today. That was fun and stressful. Yay! <laughs> so I couldn't work on the show at all today. I really was like, I was like, I gotta, I the the YouTube is like a month behind now. I, it was so busy at work tomorrow. And you want to do a movie challenge? And I want to do a movie challenge. <laughs> I have a full time job. I have multiple full time jobs. Sorry, Sorry. <laughs> being a husband, uh, a warehouse uh, manager, and. A father, soon to be. Mm-hmm. Oh my lord! That, that thank you so much, uh, Daniel. Thank you so much for always being a, Thanks, a, a, a big supporter of the show. Uh, uh, you know, remember YouTube, uh, Dre's Geek Philosophy. Uh, we have Etsy stores. Uh, hers is on hiatus. Uh, my store is available for all your nerdy perler needs. Uh, Etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash Dre's Geek Philosophy. Uh, we'll be back. Uh, well. Uh, we might be back next week. It's Tentatively. unknown. <laughs> Tentatively? Tentatively. Depending on when the when our little boy decides to join us, we may or may not be back next week. Uh, our, my other YouTube show, Dre's a Retro Game Minute, will I'll find five minutes at work to make it. I hope I've been... From the, from he the first just wants the year. to share so much with you guys. I want to put out he, more wants, content. Like he, his heart. I he want to, wants share. to share. I want to share. Because sharing is caring. Sharing is caring. Yeah. Ch- and if you want to share any movies that you think yes. we would enjoy in our parenting wave. That parenting happens, wave, yes. Uh, or po- the parenting wave that uh, happens. Uh, share it to us on Twitter. Share it to us here on, on our Facebook page. You can post them. There's a wall that you can post on them mm-hmm. if you want to. Recommend some movies for us to watch while yeah. we're en route to Babyland and while we mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. journey yeah. through Babyland. Yes. So thank you for watching. Thank, thank you for listening. Thank you. This has been Dre and Rosa for Dre's Geek Philosophy Podcast. Thank you. Have yourselves a good night. And Happy New Year. 
Happy Bye. New Beer. Bye. <laughs> and for our audio listeners, hopefully this audio sounds better than the last week's. We'll see you guys next time.